Welcome to Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood, a podcast sponsored by California Rainbow. Founded in 1922, Rainbow is a premier service organization for young girls ages 8 to 21. In California, we have approximately 60 assemblies. These young leaders learn the importance of serving others and gaining lifelong sisters. Learn more at gocarainbow.org. Welcome back to episode three of Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood. I'm Colleen Weaver, your facilitator, and today's episode is all about love. What does it mean? Our hosts today are Mariah and Maddie, and our very special guest is Beverly Kearney Ibarra, who's a pastor of the advisor of Rose Assembly. She has her master's in social work and is the founder of the Love is Love movement. Girls, why don't you get started? So, love. What is love? Let's start off by talking about what are some different types of love? I think that there are, there's a whole realm of different kinds of love. Obviously the first people that we love are our parents. And I always like to say, we sometimes love our siblings. Just kidding. We love them, (laughs) but don't always like them. And obviously then there's uh, the love that we have for, you know, our extended family, our friends. And then as we get older, there's our, you know, relationship, intimate, type of love yeah yeah I, I I like that there's different types of love like I like showing my appreciation in totally different ways for different type of people it's just my favorite speaking about love how do you learn to love yourself so I think that there are different ways that you can do that we all have things and days and times that we go through where we don't feel the best about ourselves or where we don't feel worthy enough or good enough. And I think that part of that is learning to change that self-talk in your head. Um, Some people use post-its on their mirrors. Some people have affirmations that they say every day. I think that also really engaging in self-care and engaging in things that make you feel good, um, sharing kindness, spreading, you know, random acts of kindness to people around you, watching a movie that makes you laugh. I think anything that kind of connects you back with your inner self is a way to really honor what you're feeling inside. I mean, it's okay to have a day where you don't feel like you're the most magnificent person in the world. You don't want to stay there, but it's okay to definitely have those days and then find things that make you feel good, that you feel good about that can help pull you out of that and realize that you are worthy and valued. Yeah. And like that also includes self-care too, like taking care of yourself. How do, how do you guys, Maddie, how do you engage in self-care? What do you do for yourself? So there was quarantine, you know, Zoom. And we always did PE on Zoom. And how does one do PE on Zoom? Well, one's teacher plays workout videos. <laughs> Nobody did it but me. And I'm not fit in any way. I'm very unhealthy, except being able to just like, get down and work out. I felt good for weeks. You know, I just felt better about myself. And, you know, it's a habit that I would like to get into. So I think that there's all sorts of different ways. Obviously, exercise is a great way to, you know, pump up the endorphins in your system and work on all of your body chemistry and make yourself feel excited and elated. I know people always say, you know, they work out first thing in the morning, they feel great all day. I personally am not a morning person, but it works for some people. Um, for other people, it's taking a bubble bath and reading a book or being with friends who make them feel good that they can laugh at 
or watching their favorite movies. And I think that those types of things are all self-care. I think that anything that, again, brings you back and centers you kind of in this crazy chaotic world that we have is a form of self-care, whatever that looks like and whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, so we know how to love ourselves, but how can we find a spot where we know we're loved? I think that goes back again to centering yourself and knowing kind of your, your inner core. I had a friend years ago that said, know who's in your front row. And I think that we often talk about soulmates and we limit the soulmate conversation to only romantic relationships. And I don't think that's true. I think we absolutely can have soulmate relationships with friends, with family members. And I think that those are the people that are your safe space. So they're the people that you can go and hang out with when you're glammed up and looking your best. And they're the people that you can go and hang out with when you haven't washed your hair for three days, or you've been crying for a week, you're in your sweats and you know, those types of people. And I think those are your, anywhere that makes you feel good and valued and like you can be your true authentic self. I think it's really important with all the messages that we get on social media these days to really be aware that nobody's life is perfect. I don't care if you have all the money in the world, if you're the most famous, this or that in the world, nobody's life is perfect. They're showing you what they want you to see. And I think that knowing that it's okay to just be perfectly imperfect is really important and having those people who love and accept you and those people who pull you to them when you're in those places and needing to feel safe and loved is really crucial love the perfectly imperfect that's it's my favorite i i just love that i like thinking about i want to put that somewhere in my room that's awesome so but what if you are in an amazing relationship, but then you start seeing red flags and then you start to feel unsafe. How do we get out of that relationship? Well, so I think the most important thing first is to recognize those red flags. And I think the most critical way to do that is to trust your inner instinct, your voice, your conscience, your Jiminy Cricket. You know when something's off, you know when something's not feeling right, you know when things aren't okay. I think looking at around you, listening to people around you, if they're expressing concerns about a relationship that you're in, if you're having to hide things about your relationship, if you can't be fully honest with your friends about your relationship, I think there's all sorts of different red flags that are out there. Um, not wanting you to spend time with anybody but them, which I think when we're young, we see is this is so awesome. They want to spend all their time with me. It's so great. And sometimes when we take a step back, that's really about power and control. And it's not about wanting to spend the time with you. It's about not wanting you to have that time with anybody else. I think that being aware of how somebody talks to you, how somebody acts around you, obviously being aware if there's any types of physical or emotional violence, I think that it's really important to know what green flags are, as some people call them. So trust, communication, respect, gratitude. Those are really important for a healthy relationship. It's, it's okay to not always agree. I hear people say that, you know, we never fight. We have a perfect relationship. And I personally don't think that 
that's a perfect relationship. I think that's a relationship where nobody's communicating because nobody is going to agree all the time with their significant other. And so there's a way to fight healthy and there's a way to have arguments and disagreements, but there shouldn't be name calling. There shouldn't be blaming. There shouldn't be accusing, you know, there should be conversation and accountability and figuring out ways to not let that happen again. So, you know, sometimes we all get irritable and sometimes I'll snap and I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm super irritable. And I think knowing that and owning that, or even if you are having a grumpy day, being able to preempt that and say, I'm just telling you I'm having a really bad day. So, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to try not to, but some things may come out wrong. I think those are perfectly valid things to say in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And also setting up boundaries and understanding, like, if you don't want to talk about anything right now and just have them respect you and understand that you don't want to talk about it too, is also an amazing way. Communicating is key in my head, at least. Absolutely. And some people are processors and some people are really fast processors. So, and those two always end up together, it seems like. So for example, I'm a person that if something comes up, we're going to talk, I want to talk about it now. No, I need to talk about it now. And my wife is a person that wants to go away and think about it and then come back and talk about it. And it took a lot of patience on my part to really be okay with that. And then she had to, for her part, for example, be able to say, okay, let's check in about this on Wednesday, you know? And so you have to find, you know, and so those are what you were talking about, right? Those are boundaries. And they're also setting expectations that you hold to. And I think that, that those are really important. Yeah. 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 I like the expectations part too. I think that's really good because sometimes people are giving you unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Going back to social media, some people give you unrealistic body images or the way your face looks like stuff like that. So I think going back to that was really awesome to hear. So you're in your introduction, I briefly heard about you starting a movement, a movement, which is the love is love movement. I'd love to hear about that. Um, how did that all start? So love is love movement is an organization. And basically we hold that all love, whether you're LGBTQ plus, um, whether you're straight is valid and worthy and should be affirmed. We started, it was, it was a Monday night and it was kind of later. I was watching the news. And I was home alone and I saw that um, a gay couple had been kicked out of a local mall near where I live for being too affectionate. So the security guard had followed them around and then eventually asked them to leave. And I was like, nope, that's not okay. And so I texted a friend and said, somebody should do something. And the friend said, yeah, you should do something. And I was like, oh. And so I've been an advocate in other ways for the LGBTQ plus community um, for several years. And so I set up a little, decided I was gonna set up a little protest and created a Facebook event and thought like 50 people would show up. And by the next morning we had something like 1200 shares. And I think we ended up with a thousand to 1500 people there the day of, we put it together in four days. Um, it was pretty amazing. And we are not an organization that calls for canceling people. We did not want the security guard fired. We didn't want him penalized. We wanted um, 
the corporation that owns them all to commit to providing cultural competency training to all of their staff and employees. And so that's what, that's what we got in the end. And they've actually been huge supporters of the LGBTQ plus community here where I live for um, all those years since then. And that was 2013, I believe. Wow. So since then we've done, um, I've done multiple anti-bullying rallies. We've, I've helped co-organize day of decision rallies. I co-organized um, a protest against Verity Baptist Church after the Orlando massacre. And so that's kind of what we do. We, when there's a call out there, we take a stand and our message is very clear. We always have kind of, I don't want to say rules, but we have guidelines and we don't, we don't yell and scream nasty, awful things. We um, are there to spread love and to show love and even to people that have negative things to say, because I think that love can change the world. And that's, that's kind of our mission. So I've escorted, I've escorted counter protesters through our crowds and stopped people from you know, kind of going at them because that's not who we are and that's not what we do. And I love what we stand for. Some people disagree with my tactics, but I'm fully on board with them. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I love that. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I, that's all I can say. I, I love that. Like, it's, Sorry, it's I talk too much about it. So it's my baby. It's my passion. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's what we're here for. <laughs> So girls, is there anything I'm else? So, yeah. I'm so glad to see that it is being pushed forward and we're still pushing towards a better life for everybody. And so being a better life for everybody, how can we understand and support people in the LGBTQ community who are coming out or have already been out? So I think there's a lot of things that we all can do as individuals. I think one of the first things to do is really uh, kind of change how you speak and how you change your language. So using really, really gender neutral language. So do you have a boyfriend or girlfriend turns into, do you have a significant other? Do you have a partner? You know, is there someone special? Do you have someone special? I think that asking people what pronouns they use, asking what name they use, really respecting that. Um, defending that if that becomes an issue to anybody who you know if you're talking in a group and somebody comes up and they say no that's not who you are you know defending that person I think that it's really crucial to understand that it is absolutely not a safe world out there for LGBTQ plus humans um, even here in California and I think that being aware of what's happening and what's going on and showing your support for the community you know it's June it's pride month so go to a local pride or um, ask how you can volunteer at your local LGBTQ center. Also, I think that showing things on social media that show that you support the community. Um, all of those things are really critical and crucial to, and go a long way to support. If your school, some schools have a GSA, which is a gay straight alliance or a QSA, which is a queer straight alliance. I think joining those clubs and those groups and really showing your co, not your coworkers, sorry guys, your, uh, <laughs> your students, your classmates, um, that you support and love them for who they are, where they are, and that you will stand with them is really, really important. And it, it sends a message out there to other students in the school 
who may not be as understanding. Wonderful. Be nice to people. <laughs> exactly. Be nice to people. And love is love. And that's what we're here to talk about today. And along that vein, our sponsor, California Rainbow, subscribes to our Supreme Assembly's inclusivity statement. And we wanted to share that with you today as well. The International Order of the Rainbow for Girls, IORG, has prepared girls for responsible and purposeful adulthood for 100 years through character and leadership development. The formation of tomorrow's leaders requires acceptance and respect for the worth and dignity of individuals and their unique viewpoints. Maturing into meaningful adulthood involves relationships with a variety of people from different backgrounds. IORG welcomes such a diverse membership and does not discriminate on the basis of race, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, or physical or developmental abilities. Recognizing that differences may be the basis for harassment or other abusive or offensive behavior, the IORG reiterates our no-tolerance position regarding maltreatment. We remain committed to enforcing appropriate safeguards for the well-being of all members, volunteers, and guests. Any incident of discrimination, harassment, or abuse will be given immediate attention. I just wanted to thank Beverly for being here today, and thank you, Mariah and Maddie, as usual, wonderful hosts for our podcast. And we'd like to share with you some resources in case you're looking to get a little assistance in your life. Reach out for help to The Trevor Project at trevorproject.org at 212-695-8650 or the National Domestic Violence Hotline at thehotline.org or 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233 or the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or 1-800-273-8255. Let's work.